Hey there, it's Aaron. Thanks again for tuning into the World Dispatch. It means so much to us. Since we make the show for you, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what kind of stories you like, what things you like that you've heard. Send us a tweet at Outline Dispatch. Hit me up directly at Aaron M. Edwards or email me at Aaron at theoutline.com. I reply to every single one and I do it with a smile. If you're a big fan, tweet about us, shout us out in your Insta story, give us five stars in your favorite podcast player, help us get the word out there. All right, thanks again, and enjoy the show. He went to the police, but of course they couldn't help him since it had no... The Outline World Dispatch. It's Wednesday, February 28th, 2018. I'm Julie Andrews. Just kidding, I'm Aaron Edwards. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Culture. Hello. Hey, Anne. How's it going? Hi, Aaron. What are you up to? I'm actually in Connecticut. I came to the East Coast for a wedding, and oh, I will nice. be in the Outline offices tomorrow. Oh, yay. I'm excited to see you. Yeah, me too. You've been thinking about Monique lately, and she's been in the news. What's going on? Yeah, I have been thinking about Monique. She was recently making headlines because she was calling on folks to boycott Netflix after they gave her a deal that she found really, really disappointing. Hey, my loves. I am asking that you stand with me and boycott Netflix for gender bias and color bias. I was offered a $500,000 deal last week to do a comedy special. However, Amy Schumer was offered $11 million, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle $20 million. Recently, she released emails on her Instagram that showed that Netflix offered her $500,000 for a one-hour special. And for two years after that, she would not be able to use any material from that special, any performances, any footage from that special. And Netflix would have first refusal of any other specials that she wants to do or any other comedic projects that she wants to do. So in Monique's eyes, this was a really, really unfair deal. It wasn't open for negotiation, according to her. And to her, it was uh, just a sign of how undervalued she and Black women in general are in entertainment. So the Netflix, the call for a boycott rubbed people the wrong way. And so she was asked to do some interviews addressing that. You're watching The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. Absolutely. Miss Monique. Sister hey, Monique my babies. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. on the phone line as well. Brother Sydney, Sydney. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Good morning, y'all. Now, when Monique walked in, when I saw her interview with The Breakfast Club, it made me really angry. I often get angry when I watch that show, but I was really angered by how little they were paying attention to what she was saying about the terms of the contract um, and just this constant questioning of her. They just constantly ask this question, why are you worth $13 million? Like This is a what are you doing for me right now type of industry. Well, she didn't say what they got. She said she should have got more than she was offered. And then, Charlamagne, you brought up an old Netflix special mm -hmm. as well. Well, that was later on. But mm -hmm. my, my, my point was, like, this is a what are you doing for me right now kind of industry. We all know Monique is a legend, but we also know that those things, those deals that Netflix are giving out are based off recent uh, stand-up shows, recent shows, recent concert, recent arenas, recent tours like that. So I just wanted to know why you felt like you deserved 
that much. And I think the question is just completely unfair because she's not asking for $13 million, but she is asking for more than $250,000 a year, which she, I frankly think she is definitely worth more than that. So I thought they were being really, really unfair to her. To backtrack here, Monique has kind of had a, a contentious few years in Hollywood. Um, pretty much, I guess, most high profile since she was in Precious and the whole controversy around her decision to uh, the way that she went about marketing the film or deciding not to market the film. And there was a lot of questions and um, criticisms that, that came out of that whole situation against Monique. See, when I think about those women that Wait, said... I'm going to stop you. Okay. I'm going to stop you. Okay. Because contractually... Yes. When you make a movie, regardless of who you sign the deal with... Yes. Your job mm-hmm. is to go and promote said movie. Yes. That's... that's I, no, 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 but... So when they wanted you to come, and I, we've had this conversation, yes, mm-hmm. and I said if you had called me, mm-hmm. I could have schooled you on mm-hmm. what was expected. And when we did have that conversation, and what I said to you, mm-hmm. my sweet sister, I said, Whoopi, at what point do we stop saying the next time? Because what, what was it? expected, well, well, wait, what but I want to answer it, though. Yeah. I want to answer when you said you contractual. You want to get paid for the publicity. Saying that she was difficult to work with, saying that... You know, she was being too loud or that she was speaking up too much or that she was making all these unfounded comments about Hollywood. But your piece and your bottom line here is that you think that Hollywood is failing, Monique. Why Why do you think that? Just recent conversations with actresses calling for more pay equity on their on whatever set they're working on and actresses talking about solidarity especially in relation to the times up movement i just am really disappointed by how few people have actually showed up for monique or spoken out in support of her showing solidarity in that industry is something that can make a huge difference and in from my view doesn't take a lot of effort they could easily just tweet like i support monique I really do believe that there is a lack of solidarity for Monique that is discouraging considering how much solidarity has been talked about recently. When I was watching the interview, one thing that I noticed that you bring up in your your piece about, about this is that regardless of what Monique was saying in the interview, it seemed like every response to her basically stating her truth and saying what she experienced was that we still can't, we still haven't heard you prove why you should even be at this table or why you should even be demanding more than what you were given. If you put your numbers up against the Amy Schumer's, the Chris Rock's, the Dave Chappelle's, and I'm talking about uh, selling out arenas all over the world, how can you justify getting a huge payday like this? And to me, it wasn't really... Uh, critique of the the system that surrounded Monique as much as it was a critique of Monique's tactics in asking for more. It was it was this inherent skepticism toward her that seemed to be rooted in something else beyond just this idea of we're talking about business or we're talking about you know are you actually worth this or something a little bit more I guess to me a little sinister at play there. How did you think about that? Right. It, like, I thought one of the most absurd things was when Charlemagne the God said, you're, he, to paraphrase, he said, you're taking real issues of um, gender discrimination, race discrimination, and the intersections between them, and using it to fight for 
what's essentially a personal problem, as if Monique, being a black woman in this industry, wouldn't be part of systematic discrimination and oppression. I said that I think that you're using racial and gender bias, which are actual real issues. The struggle that the black woman is going through in many industries is a real issue, but you're using it to focus on something that you're dealing with individually. Like, like, like we, like, you know, Lenar, did you just see Viola Davis come out and say pay her equally? Did you just hear that? Absolutely. So when you have us saying the same thing, we're saying pay us equally. You're saying, oh, Monique, this is an isolated situation. Well, then what that says is you don't know the history of this business that you're in. And you sit behind this microphone and you try to be the guru of black culture. I'm going to need you to know the history of us before you begin to label us. And once you know the history, you know I'm not saying anything unique, brother. So the the fact that they would kind of divorce her from what's happening at Hollywood at large and what, you know, what we all accept is happening in Hollywood at large just felt like a strange personal attack and a sort of way to say, well, it's really not sort of uh, discount her personal experience and her testimony of her personal experience to say it's not as bad as you're saying it is. And I think something that she touched on when she was being interviewed was how disappointing it was that this, you know, something that she, this criticism that she would expect from maybe white men in her industry was actually coming from black men and a woman of color in her and within her industry. And that was disappointing to her that she had to even, you know, defend herself to people who know what it's like to be discounted in professional spaces. You brought up a parallel between this and the Time's Up movement and other increased calls for solidarity around things like sexual assault and harassment and pay equity. And obviously these two experiences aren't really a one-to-one comparison. But I think it is mm-hmm. it is fair to look at how people are responding to Monique in comparison to largely what is a, you know, a demographic of white women in Hollywood who are asking for their voices to be heard, which is the bottom line of the, the conversation. So why do you think there is a different response to Monique? I think it could be a number of things. Monique is a fat woman, and I think that people are going to be less likely to, honestly, I think less likely to stick up for a woman who's fat. I also think that this reputation that she has earned, I think, unfairly as being difficult, maybe people don't want to be lumped in with her because they've heard she's difficult or hard to work with or she brought this on herself by being difficult. It's definitely a glaring gap in my eyes of how she's being left out of otherwise an otherwise supportive network that's been formed. When someone said to me, Monique, does it become disheartening when it's your folks? It's understandable. I don't take offense. It's understandable, and I'll explain why. When I have to sit here and not defend, but explain to people that look like me, well, when did I become irrelevant? Then I come to my folks, and I have to be donkey of the day, which you still haven't explained, Leonard, and you're going to have to, because when you make those type of statements, about your sister, to our community. What you're saying to the community is, as black women, you're devalued. 
And if you stand up and you make a stand and you say, we need equality, and we have to say what's right and what's fair. Today, you heard from Anne Derek Gaillot, a staff writer here at The Outline. If you want to read Anne's story and check out interviews that we mentioned, open up your podcast app, go to the show description, and we have some links for you right there. Our home base is at theoutline.com, and we're produced by James T. Green, the Metro Boomin of Podcasts. Also, big news, we have a skill on your Amazon Alexa. Open up the Alexa app, go to the skills section, search for The Outline, and add us to that flash briefing. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Cheerio, my dears. <laughs> I'm Aaron Edwards. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>